Good to see you all. Take a seat. Man, happy new year. The sun. I actually had somebody in my mixer group who is not a big fan of the sun. So I'm going to try to convince that person, maybe just move a notch more in favor of the sun. There's, the sun is going to connect with a lot of different things uh, in our message today. And uh, one of the things that struck me about it is that it's been kind of dark lately, right? We've had a lot of rain, a lot of cloud cover. And uh, when that happens, when the sun doesn't burst through um, for a while, I get a little bit more tired, uh, just less kind of lively. Um, So I miss it when it's not there. And then when it peaks out, it's like, ah, there you are. It feels so good, those photons on my face. And... um, So then I'm thinking about the sun a little bit, and I'm thinking about light, uh, because it's the light thing that makes me a little bit more awake. Um, These shorter days are a little bit tough as well, right? I like waking up when it's light out already. I like the sun to beat me up, beat me in waking up. And um, so... So I'm thinking about light, and I'm thinking about, you know, what's interesting about the sun as I'm reading about it is the light, all light, um, light projecting that, light up here, the original energy that makes that possible is from our sun. It landed on Earth a long time ago, and you now it's being burned up as fossil fuels to you know, make those generators go. Um, and then someone might ask, well, Wayne, what about if I have a, a wind tower-powered light? What about that? Is that powered by light? What's the answer? Yes, yes, the scientists nod in agreement, right? Because what makes the wind go? Yeah, the heat from the sun. All right. Now, I'm not a physicist, (laughs) and I'm not a doctor. But I know a few things about the sun because I Googled it. So let me (laughs) tell you a little bit of things about the sun. First of all, the sun produces and generates all the heat, light, and energy that you and I need for life that is essential for life. It is critical, essential. So then I'm thinking, well, where does all that energy that we need in order to live, all the the grass to live out there, et cetera, the birds, blah, 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 where does it come from in the sun? Like, how does that work? And then I dug a little deeper. And it turns out that there's like these nuclear reactions happening within the core of the sun and, and hydrogen is being fused together. I think it's because of pressure and heat and it's creating helium. And when that happens, it emits energy. And this energy at the core of the sun makes its way to you and me. Again, through these photons, these little photons are traveling at us, traveling 93 million miles between Earth. Is that 93, right? 93 million miles between the sun and Earth to hit us. It takes about eight minutes, and then you feel it, and it changes us, and it gives us energy and life, the things that we need to be here this moment. Even I'm drinking my coffee, and I'm feeling the warmth of the coffee. Where's that warmth come from? Yeah, back there, the kettle, but originally the energy from the sun. It's, it's really, it's amazing. My heartbeat right now, the calories that it's taking to burn, it's from the sun. Sun's super important, right? And, and it's creating a lot of energy, just this fusion stuff, a lot of energy, like crazy amounts of energy. All right, look at this next picture. Here's some factoids about every second the sun is producing 384 trillion trillion watts of energy. That's the same amount of energy released in one trillion, one megaton bombs. 
That's a lot of energy. All right, enough to power the world's electrical grid for the next 500,000 years. That's a lot of energy every second. I don't know if it makes sound. The sun is powerful, like crazy powerful, like scary power. Wow, super powerful. 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit on the surface. Man, you get too close, what's going to happen to you? Burn up. You're gone. You're toast. All right, sun is powerful. The sun is big. Here's another picture. And do you see that little dot? Do the next slide. Boom. That's Venus passing in front of the sun, just to give you a little skip. Venus is a little bit smaller than us, than the Earth, just a little bit smaller. But it's pretty close to size, so that's a good, that shows you about the size of the Earth in relation to the sun. You put, a, you put one million Earths in the sun. Uh, if, you, if it had a lid, you could throw them in there. All right, so the sun is powerful, and the sun is big, and it's good that it's big because its gravity is what keeps it together, so it keeps exploding, 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 generating the stuff that we need. And it's been doing this for 4.5 billion years. Pretty good estimate, I don't know, you know. I don't know how they figured that out. 4.5 billion years, this thing's been doing this. And it's supposed to go for another 4.5 billion years. That's crazy, right? But then what happens? Ooh. Because it's essential for everything, for life, right? So this thing burns out. Yikes. Then it's, I start to think, um, where did the sun come from? What's the source of power and energy and light that created this source of power and energy and light that makes life possible? That's a crazy power, right? That's an exponentially more magnificent power, whatever that source is. All right, where did it come from? So where do we go for that? We go to Genesis 1.1. Let's look at the source that created the source that's so essential for life. Genesis 1.1. In your bulletin up here, here we go. In the beginning. All right, yeah, where did this all come from? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God created the heavens, everything out there, including the sun, and the earth, everything down here. How'd that work? Well, now... At the beginning, the earth was formless and void. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. Can you picture it? This empty, dark. Yeah. And the Spirit of God was hovering over these dark, empty waters. It's a poetic image for us. How did this happen? What did this look like? And God said in this darkness, in this void, God spoke. God, the source of the source of all life. God spoke. Imagine that. And said, let there be light. Boom. I don't know if there's a boom, but let's just say there was a boom. And there was light. That's the God we're talking about. That's powerful. Sun's powerful. Whoa. Astronomically powerful. God spoke and created these things that created these things, that created these things. And here we are talking about these things, able to reflect on these things. It's amazing. All right, the sun is powerful, but wow. The one who created it is more powerful. First John, one of the apostles that walked with Jesus, uh, said it like this, boiled down for us. First John 1.5, God is light. God is light. God is the uncreated light that created light that you and I need for life, to be here right now. The light we need to live, the eternal light, the eternal light 
then 4.5 billion years will not burn out. The eternal light that never burns out, the everlasting light that always was, always is, always will be, the alpha and the omega, that's who we're talking about. God is light. Now, how does this, this light this light get to us. Let's talk about the sun a little bit. I, I mentioned it. The photons. By these photons. It's photons, right, Randy? Yes, fun. He's a physicist. Photons, probably, I don't know. He's a scientist. All right, Kate, you get the next question. All right, so the photons travel 93 million miles. Um, so, how does the light, the energy, the life of God, the creator of the sun, get to us? Ha ha. How does that travel to us? Let's look at John 1, 1 through 4, verse, and verse 14. Here we go. In the beginning, that sounds familiar. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. John picks up there. In the beginning was also the Word, and the Word was with God. Maybe it's, it's you know, when God spoke and created light, God spoke a Word, it created light. Okay, maybe, I think we're talking about that Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. God's Word is God. Okay, he, the word of God, was with God in the beginning. He was there. And through him, the word of God, all things, including that crazy son, were made without him, the eternal word of God. Nothing was made that has been made in him, in this word, was life. It's not mine. And that life was the light of mankind. Is that mine? Okay, it sounds like it's bouncing here. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. What's he talking about? He's talking about something. No, he's talking about the word is life and light. All right, this eternal word that was at the beginning. And then we go to verse 14. This word, the eternal word of God that has life and is the light of all mankind. The word became flesh, took on human flesh. And made his dwelling among us. We just celebrated it at Christmas. Christmas story. The word became flesh, made his dwelling among us. That's fantastic. This is how the light, the source of all light, gets to us. Through the word of God in the flesh coming to us. We couldn't go to it. You can't go to the sun. You can't. You can travel pretty close and then you burn up. All right? It flows the other way. All right? God's holiness, God's greatness, you can't get to it on your own. You'll burn up. Something, God has to do something. God has to come to us. And that's what he did. That's what he did. So what did he, do to, what did he come to do? All right, we know the sunlight does a lot of things for us. We need that. Let's see what the light of God does for us. Let's see what Jesus says about it. Let's look at John 8, 12. This is Jesus speaking now, the word that became flesh. He says, I am... The light of the world. I'm the light. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me, you attach yourself to this light, the word of God that became flesh. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Why did the light come? To get you out of darkness, to get us out of darkness. All right? And give you the light. The light of life. I want that. That sounds good. I'll take some of that. Give me some of that. 
All right, let's see what else Jesus says about why he came. John 12, 46. I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me, turns to me, puts their trust in me, no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. So again, Jesus came as a light to get you out of darkness. 12, John 12, 36. Jesus says, believe in the light while you have the light. He's speaking to his apostles who are walking with him. Believe in the light. That's our part still relevant for us, so that you may become something new, so that you may become children of light. Children of light. What is that? Children of light. Then I looked at Luke, and another way he refers to us is the people of light. We are the people of light. We are the children. What does this mean? What does this mean? Jesus, the light, came so that you can become children of light, people of light. So it's really important. All right, we're going to unpack that in a sec, but let's capture it first. Capture this first part. First fill in. Jesus the light has come to bring us, to bring you and me out of darkness, out of our darkness, out of the darkness that's around us, and make us people of light. People of the light. People of light. What is that? Thoughts. Children of light. What does that mean? This is the interactive portion of our sermon. <laughs> Depends on you to participate. What does it mean? Just throw it out there. We're just be like be like the light. Yes, reflecting light. Yeah, good, good. You're jumping ahead. That's awesome. We're gonna hit that. Good. All right. Any, what's that? I'm sorry, I missed. Like a flashlight. We're like we're to shine light. Yeah, where it's needed, we're, we're a smaller light. Yeah, we're definitely not the big light. Good, we're little lights. Good, I like that. All right, what else? Children of light, what does it mean? Honest. Honest. Like the light being what's true and what's real, and if you ex- reveal everything, right, if you put away the darkness, we're in truth, we're in light, right? Because we're, yeah, somehow attached to God and light and Revelation, yes. There's a lot here, right? Lots of layers to children of light. What else? Reborn. Like new. This is something new. He came to do something in you that you didn't have. You're in darkness, and he wants to make you a child of light. He wants to make you new. New birth. There's other language that he uses for this, right? Born again. Regenerated. Consistent. Light is consistent. Is that the connection? Yeah, light is consistent, and he wants to make us consistent. That's, that's God-like. That's light-like. Life-giving. Life-giving, right? The light brings life, right? He wants us to bring life. He gives us light. Yeah. All right, one, one thing that came to mind, one picture that came to mind. There's a lot of layers. That's the main thing. Is So, basically, we were in the darkness, and elsewhere, we're called children of darkness. But when we're born, yikes. And then Jesus came, the light of the world came to make us children of light. Bing! Right? So we were in darkness, walking around. The capacity to shine light, the capacity to be energized by uh, the power that powers the world. And then he comes and makes us children of light. Bing! That's so much cooler. Maybe it hurts your eyes. It's so bright. 
All right, so we are children of light. Now, let's, let's, let's ask, how, how do we, you know, I flipped the switch right there to do that. Right? This is from an old lava lamp. Boom. All right, so um, let's reread how Jesus tells us how we got from that to that. It's so fun. Huh? We have to be plugged in right to the mega light. The source of energy, right, you got it, totally. Yeah, so how do we do that? How do we get connected to the light? How do we get plugged in? Jesus told us, John 12, 36, listen for it again. Believe in the light while you have the light so that you may become children of the light. Believe, put your trust in it, turn to him, turn to the source. Recognize, man, I am not very lit up. I'm in the darkness. I need light, I need life. I'm running down, not in 4.5 billion years, maybe, who knows when, but I'm running down. I need to be plugged into the source of all life, the eternal source, the everlasting one. Jesus came to reveal that to you and me, so we get plugged into it, and we do it by turning and believing, putting our trust in the light, right? And even, I'll go a little bit deeper, putting our trust in what Jesus did for us, which has made a way for you and me to be plugged in to the light without burning up because of God's holiness, Right? putting our trust in him, what he's done for us. Believe Jesus. All right, and then what does he do? He puts his life source in you and me, puts his spirit in you, his personal powerful presence, which is more powerful than the sun, is now in you, flowing through you. You're connected to it. That is amazing. Wow, this is nothing, right? pretty cool if you look at it closely, but without the light, bam, you're not what you were created to be. You're not emitting light and life, the light and life that you were created to emit. We do this when we believe in Jesus. He puts his life in you, and that makes you a child of God, a child of light, people of light. You have his light in you. That's pretty wild flowing through you, trying to get out. Now the sun, if it didn't emit that light and energy, I think it would probably shake and do something crazy, right? It needs to get that out because it's excess energy and light. It needs to get it out, and that's what it does, thankfully, and it sends it into the darkness of space and generates light, life. Okay, same with us, you and me. You have the light of God in you now if you believe in Jesus. Um, and as you follow him, right? That was the other thing that Jesus said. John 8, 12. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Believe, follow, attach yourself to him. Do what pleases him. Seek to do what pleases him. And you'll have this light emitting out of you, right? Or at least in you. Maybe that's another phase, right? Okay, the light's in me. Is it coming out of me? Is it shining? All right. So, and as such, child of light, people of light, you will shine God's light. Now, let's, let's listen to Ephesians 5, 8 through 11 on this. For once you were darkness, I'm not going to turn it off, you remember. For once you were darkness, but now, now that you believe, now that you're falling, now that you've attached yourself to Jesus, the light, now, now that you're plugged into the light, now you are light in the Lord. You're light in the Lord. The words don't 
it's, there's so many layers here. So therefore, here's the key point. Live now as children of light. Live this way. Don't live like people who don't have the light in them. Live as children of light. For the fruit of light, what it emits is consists of all goodness, righteousness, right things, and truth. Find out what pleases the Lord. Whatever pleases the Lord, that's what we're to emit. That's the fruit of his light in us. All right. To live as children of light is to emit the light of God, the goodness, the truth of God, his righteousness. All right. So, God's powerful presence in you, like that sun that needs to and wants to emit energy and light, God's spirit in you wants to, is trying to, wants to do it even more brightly in 2023, emit his light, his righteousness, his truth, his goodness out into the world around you, the darkness around you. He wants us to shine. All right. So, now that we're ready to shine, you ready to shine? I want to shine more in 2023. I want to let this out more. Uh, this life, this light in me, the life and light in us. Let's shine it out more. All right, so how do we do this? How? Let's go to the how question. How to live as children of light, emitting God's light and life into the world. For that, we're going to go back to John the Baptist's ministry, which, let me give you a couple reasons why. John the Baptist bridges Christmas to Jesus's ministry. He's the bridge. He connects that. And there's this really cool passage about John the Baptist, the forerunner, the announcer of Jesus the Lord. There is a cool prophecy that God gave his dad when John was born and he spoke it, filled up with the light of God, inspired by the light of God. He speaks these words. Listen to this, this passage of it. This is Luke 1, 77 through 80. John, he's talking about John the Baptist, this is his child, will, when he grows up, Give his people, starting with Israel, the the knowledge, so that's light, of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. So the knowledge of salvation is attached to your forgiveness of your sins because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. That's what the light of the world has come to do, to shine on us from heaven, to get us out of darkness, the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace. And it says, and this child, John, grew and became strong in spirit, and he lived in the wilderness until he appeared publicly in Israel, kind of this preparatory phase. And then it hits. Then it's time for him to emit the light that God is stirring in him by his spirit. It happened around the year 28, all right? Luke 3, 1, I'm going to back up a little bit to what's in your bulletin. Luke gives us some historical markers to, for a reference point. In the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, Herod, tetrarch of Galilee, his brother Philip, tetrarch of Eturia, and Trachonitis, and Lysanias, tetrarch of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of the Lord came to John, The light of God shines in John. 
and it must come out. He must emit it, and he does. Comes to him, John, the son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into all the country around the Jordan, preaching, getting this word out, a baptism of repentance, turning for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah, prophet, also previously inspired by the light of God, he said, a voice of one calling in the dark in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Prepare the word of the Lord, make straight paths for him. Every valley shall be filled in, every mountain shall be made low. The crooked roads shall become straight, the rough roads made smooth, and all people will see God's salvation. That's quite an intro, right? God sends his forerunner, stirs this word in him. John has to get it out. So he's preaching this word. And what's his mission? What is his job? What's his task? What's his burden? What's that light that needs to come out of him? To prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. It's the beginning of a new year. Let's do that. I think this word has relevance. Let's prepare the way for the Lord. Let's get ready to emit more light this year. Rather than keeping it in, constrained, you know, whatever, being distracted, ignoring the light, let's live in this more. How? How do we do this? Give me some more specifics. Well, first one he's telling, the first thing he's telling us to do is to live ready for the Lord. Children of light, how do we live? How do we be children of light? We live ready for the Lord. We we live ready, prepared for when the, the Lord lights you up, gives you a word, prompts you, the Holy Spirit stirs you to do something, to say something. You are ready to just let it fly. You're not going to question it. You're not going to second guess it. You're not going to say, put it off. You're going to let it ride. You're going to emit God's light this year. That's how we do this. This is how we shine and live as children of light this year. We live ready for the Lord because he will. He'll prompt you. He'll stir you. He'll give you something to do. He wants to emit his light and life through you. All right. Now, again, how do we do this? How do we live ready for the Lord? Let's get into the details of that. All right, it's, it's like the start of a new year. I, I exercised for the first time in a long time yesterday, and it hurt. Emma's friend was in town. She's a long-distance runner. Every day she'd get up and ready, like, new year, throw off the junk food, get off your butt, start doing something. And it was painful. It hurt. But it was a good reset. All right. How do we reset? How do we live ready for the Lord? Let's do that. Let's see what else John the Baptist says. He's give us, he gives us some of this, all right? John 3, 7 through 9. This is how we're going to live ready for the Lord. Uh, 3, 7 through 9. John said to the crowds coming out to be baptized to him. So look at it. The Spirit of God is stirring people to go out to the wilderness to hear the word that has been stirred by the Spirit of God and is going out through John the Baptist. John said to the crowds coming out to be baptized to him, You brood of vipers! You warn, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. Man, this is the word that God was stirring in John. And he's not like, well, they're not going to like that, God. I don't think I can say it. No, he's, he's letting it ride, right? He's going for it here. 
And do not begin to say to yourselves, he said, we have Abraham as our father. We're good with God. We, you know, we were born into this. No, for I tell you that out of these stones around us, God could raise up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the trees. Every tree that does not produce fruit does not shine light. Good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. Wow, intense. What do we distill? What do we take away from this? What's his word for us today? Next, fill in. Turn from your sins and start producing good fruit. That's how we get ready. That's how we live ready for the Lord. That's how we are just ready to be lit up when the time comes. Right? We turn away from our sins now. Not in the moment, but now we do this. This is how we get ready. And start producing good fruit. Start doing the good things God's called you to do. You got the list. Maybe, hopefully there's nothing on that list. You've done it. You've checked it. Lord, yep, you told me to do that, that, that. I did that. Yep, that list is clear. If it's not, do it. He wants to produce fruit through you. Get it done. And turn from sin. Man, sin will muck you up. Sin will, sin will dampen your light. It'll cover it. It's the cloud cover. Is the sun there anymore? I don't know. I, don't, I haven't seen it for a while. Sin will do that. Turn away from that. Get it off. This is the time. This is time to reset, to live ready, to be ready for the Lord. You know what that stuff is. The Holy Spirit's been shining his light on that. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out of it. Turn it off. Get rid of it. Throw it away. Kill it. Because it's killing you. It's keeping you from being what you're created to be, a child of light, shining his light and life in the world. And this, this phrase, man, the axe is already at the root of the trees. There's some urgency there, right? I don't know when the Lord's coming back. I don't know when I'm going to die and be with the Lord. Right? I don't know. When I do, this is what I know because I've attached myself to Jesus. I know that I am good. I'm going to heaven. I, I know that I'm 100% confident of that because of what Jesus did for me. Right? We can be 100% confident. You can be 100% confident. Not because you've been great this year or will be better this year, but because of what Jesus did for you. You are in right standing with God. You are with him now. You're united to him now. You're united to him for eternity. All right? But, and, when you see him face to face, there will be a reckoning in that, man, what'd you do with the gifts, the light that I gave you? Did you emit it? Did you produce good fruit? What have you been doing? Man, you wasted a lot of time between those years, didn't you? Now is the time. The axe is at the root. Let's get in it. Let's get ready. Let's, let's, let's turn from our sins and start producing good fruit. Cool story, end of service last week. Um, guy comes in and had a jacket on, and me and this guy were talking about evangelism, about talking to people about Jesus, and this guy comes in and says, hey, I, um, I came in. It's the first time I've been in the church. Uh, I, I needed to talk to me. I was watching this service online, uh, and I lived just... I've, for the past 20 years, I've lived next to this church, haven't been in. Uh, he said, but I've been praying more this past year uh, because I, my son died a couple years ago, and that really threw me. And then he said, and now there's some urgency because I just got diagnosed with terminal cancer. So it's just got real for him. The ax is at the root. And God met him and called him and drew him. And he said, I... I prayed that prayer uh, during communion. And I, I knew 
that I needed to come in. So he comes in, and it's his moment to get plugged in. And he does. He turns the light. He makes a proclamation of faith in Jesus. We go through the prayer together. He's lit up. Hopefully he's at church this Sunday. <laughs> Hillside, i got to follow up with him. All right, so it's happening. There's some urgency. If you're here and you're, you're like, I don't know if I have the light of God in me, and I want it, talk to me after church. Talk to the prayer team during the last song. This is the day, man. The axe is at the root. You don't know when. That day's coming. All right, and for the rest of us who know that we're in the light, let's start producing fruit. Time's short. You know how much time. Let's just emit this light and life in the world more and more. All right, let's look at some more specifics. All right, how do we, how do we live as children of light? How do we live ready? How do we um, live more for the Lord this year and shine more? Uh, Luke 3, 10 through 14, John the Baptist continues. This is the word of the Lord coming out. Uh, what should we do then? The crowd asked him, right? That's a great question. What do we do, John? We want to be ready. We want to repent. We want to produce fruit. What do we do? John answered, anyone who has two shirts should share with the one who has none. Anyone who has food should do the same. All right, even tax collectors, man, the worst people, even tax collectors came to be baptized. Teacher, they said, what should we do? John said, don't collect any more than you are required to, he told them. Then some soldiers asked him, and we don't know if these are Roman soldiers. Wouldn't that be amazing? It's possible. It could have been temple soldiers. We don't know. But anyway, soldiers come to him. What should we do? He replied. John replied, don't extort money and don't accuse people falsely. Be content with your pay. So first fill in there, right? Number one, be generous with others. That is a way to emit God into the world, to shine light. Be generous. Don't hold on to this stuff. If you try to hold on to it, you're going to lose it. Let it out. Share it. But I don't know if there's going to be any more. Yes, there will be because you're a child of light. You're plugged into the light. The inexhaustible, everlasting light. Give it away. Speak freely. Good blessings. Be generous with your words. Be generous with your time. Be generous with your stuff. Be generous with your energy, your activity, whatever. Be generous. Say the kind word that builds up. This is, I was challenged on this. Be generous, Wayne, with your words. Don't be stingy about those encouraging words. Get it out. Be generous. Be generous. Be generous straight up financially, right? And you were. I mean, this is such great timing for this message. Like, this church just, like, really hit it the end of this year. We're in great shape. And the cool thing about that is, I don't know if everybody knows this, but 10% of all donations we receive, we give away. People in need within the church and other gospel-oriented, get-the-light-out type of organizations and people out in the world. I mean, you're helping get the light out in India. We gave away $35,000 this past year. It's going to be more because we have to give 10% of that extra bump that came in, which is great. Be generous with others. All right, the next part of that, we heard it in uh, with the soldiers and the tax collectors, is use your power Use your power, you all have power, use your power to bless and not to use others. I, I could say bless and not tear down, but, you know, th these, these soldiers, these tax collectors, they were in a position where they could exploit people, they could use others. But instead of using your power to use others to get more than you deserve or to build yourself up, man, use it to bless others, right? That's why God gave you that position. That's why you're in that position, to emit light, to shine God's goodness and righteousness, 
Be generous. Use your power to bless. And, oh, I'm not very powerful. I, I'm not a tax collector or a soldier. You are powerful. The power of your words, the power of your position, the power of your influence, the power of your popularity, your connections. You have power. Everybody has power. How are you using that power? To live as a child of light means to use your power to bless and not to gain, to take, to exploit. All right? Let's use our power well. All right, that's number two in there. Now, I want to throw in number three because this is a great time to do this, and this is such a big one, big for me, big for all of us. All right? Luke 6.37, listen to what Jesus says. This is how you're to live as a child of light. Forgive. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Right? You're, when you forgive others, you are in right relationship with God. You're, you're tight with God. You're where you should be with God. You're in his will. You're doing what's pleasing to the Lord. Um, forgive, and you will be forgiven. Colossians 3.13, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And notice in there that it doesn't say, if they say they're sorry, or if they change their act, if they get better, then you can forgive them. No. And Jesus takes it, bumps it up a little bit further, right? Love your enemy. Like, do good to them that don't deserve to be good done to them. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who persecute you. Forgive as you've been forgiven. That's light in the world. The world doesn't work like that. Darkness doesn't work like that. Children of light live like that. So forgive. you got to forgive somebody. Somebody's just been making you frustrated and angry, maybe this Christmas season, the holidays, whatever. It's time to forgive, to release them. And here's a great way to do it. That's our last fill-in, forgive those who have hurt you. Uh, how do we do that? Here's, here's a good little prayer. All right. Lord, let's put it up here. Lord, I forgive. Just put their name in there. I forgive Susie. Is there a Susie here? I forgive you. I forgive Susie for, man, she just, I mean, she just ignored me. She talked over me. She was so rude to me. She, just get it out. What, what did she do that impacted you? Which made me feel, yeah, let's get into our feelings a little bit because that's, feel hurt, feel whatever, disrespected, dishonored, whatever it is, which made me feel like that. All right? There's the offense. I forgive Susie for doing that, which made me feel like that. I release them. That's the root word of forgiveness, release. I release them. I release them and entrust that to you. Because you're like, man, I can't just release them. What if they do, they do it again? Then you put up good boundaries. But, man, they're just going to get away with it, right? Who's going to punish them? I need to give them justice. Not if I'm a child of the light. Because the light is the justice bringer, Right? The light says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. You know, entrust me to repay it. The Lord will take care of it. I deserve for all my sins. Thank you, Lord. Or I say, Jesus says, you're guilty. You're responsible. Here's the punishment. That's the option for us. So when we forgive, we're not letting people go. We're not you know, dismantling, undermining justice. We're entrusting justice to the one who judges properly. And this is really important because sometimes we just get it wrong, don't we? If I try to, try to hammer out justice on my own, sometimes I'm just wrong. Sometimes I'm too heavy-handed, 
right? Sometimes I do it, you know, I don't do it well. Entrust it to the Lord. I give this to you, Lord. I release it to you. I release them. I'm not going to pay them back. I give that to you, Lord. I forgive them because you told me to forgive as I've been forgiven. All right, children of light, let's do it. Let's shine bright. Let's live ready. ready. Let's get rid of that sin. Let's start producing the fruit that God's given us to produce. Does this sound good? I mean, here's the deal. You don't have to generate this. It's in you. God's spirit is in you. The light is in you. It just wants to shine. So get out of its way. Stop making excuses. Stop blocking it. Let's let him shine today. Let's stand and pray. Thank you, Jesus. Light of the world, we thank you for coming to us. We thank you for calling us out of our darkness. We thank you for doing that this morning. We thank you for um, just shining your light on it. Lord, we want to shine. We want to be a blessing. We want to uh, produce fruit. We want to emit your goodness and life and light and truth and, and grace and compassion and generosity um, into the world. Lord, thank you for making us children of light. Help us live as children of light more and more this year. Amen.